an episode of Melanated and Educated. I'm your host, Destiny, and today we are talking about reading, writing, and creativity as a whole. So hey, it's me. Um, And honestly, when I was thinking about this episode, I was struggling. Like, I really thought I was going to have to push it back a week because I could not come up with any inspiration. I have been struggling a little bit with this new season because... I have ideas, but it's just a matter of how they come out. Like, I have this really cute idea where I wanted to do, like, kind of like a secret kind of episode. And I don't want to, like, give it away in case I do end up tweaking it and making it work. But it's it's just like some of these things are not coming out how I want them to come out. And it's getting frustrating. It really is. But that's what kind of sparked me to start talking about, you know, the creative process as a whole. Because I'm like... If I'm struggling to work in my process, I can talk about the process and then maybe that'll just help me get in the flow. You know what I mean? So I'm actually pretty excited for this episode. It's going to be more of like a chill chat episode, just with more of a focus. But like I was saying, yeah, I've been kind of just looking around trying to find like stuff that I want to like. But I want the content that I make to be stuff that I would listen to. Even though I don't know people who do this more than like once. I don't really listen to my podcast episodes. Like, I remember one time someone came to me and was, like, talking to me about something that I said. And that had been, like, months ago. I didn't even remember. And, like, I listen to my episodes to hear, like, I do things. Like, I'll edit it out. Like, like, if I know I yawned, I'll flag it and I'll edit it. And, like, I'll go through it for that. Like, I'll go through it if I take too long of a break or if I start yawning or something like that. But I won't go through it and just, like, listen to it. So... I don't know like I remember I know recently I've actually read a TikTok of an author who said the same thing she's like had a workout published since she was 2015 since not since she was 2015 since 2015 and that's like almost a decade ago so she'd be like she'd be like someone told me like something they loved about my work and I was like I don't even remember writing that um and that's kind of how I feel even though I'm not as big as her or it's not as long ago but like sometimes I just say stuff and like There are things that I feel like, I really feel like this podcast has shown my growth as a person. Not to say that I'm super different, but I feel like I've done a lot of things. And I think that my podcast has actually helped me with that because I feel like it's helped me really access my creative side that kind of dimmed down when I started high school because it's been so much work trying to do things. Like, you know, I don't really draw as much as I used to. Like, I used to like to draw all the time. I used to have sketchbooks. And it's not that I don't have sketchbooks anymore, but it's like, there are some things that I really miss doing that I do want to start doing again that I feel like my podcasting is kind of my creative outlet and you know making posts i love making posts for the instagram if you don't follow the melanated and educated podcast instagram i really think you should i work hard on my posts i like have a pinterest board and i feel like you know i have a vision for what i want and i think that's really cool to have a vision of what you want for creative processes but also pinterest is your best friend and so is spotify or anywhere else you can make a playlist you have to get in the mood for everything i get in the mood to write um, I get in the mood to make things. I need to get in the mood to do this work because I've been procrastinating, y'all. School just started and I'm already struggling. And I'm about to have a work session after this, actually, like after I finish recording. But I'm really, really fighting for my life. Like, I don't know why, but I just cannot get through this book. I mean, I do know why. This book is kind of boring, but I want to do my best and I want to get a good grade on this assignment. So I'm going to work on it. But, you know, I just got to start setting deadlines for myself. But. I feel like deadlines for my creative works don't work as well. Like when I try to write and I set myself a deadline, okay, I want to write this much by the end of the week. 
it doesn't happen but I will have really good days of writing. I'll have like a good writing day and I'll write like 4,000 words or 2,000 words or even 800 words. Because sometimes I just need to start and then my second day will be better. But I feel like writing for me is so hard. And I don't know if it's because I just feel like I don't have time and I'm rushing myself. Because I remember my goal was to have published, like not self-published, but have traditionally published a book by my senior year of high school. And I know that's not happening. And so now it's kind of like, I don't know when to set my deadline. And I feel like I can't, like, I feel a little bit defeated in a way because I'm like, I had a goal and I didn't meet it. But it's also like, I'm trying to learn patience with myself. So I'm fighting internal battles. And it's hard. I don't know what I'm really supposed to do about that. Like, I'm just struggling. But just. I don't know, like, I just feel like there's not enough time in the day to do the things that I want to do. Like, I want to record, like, (laughs) eight episodes a day and then write eight chapters and then do all my homework and do it well. It's like, you have to set limits for yourself. And I feel like balance is the main thing that I'm craving right now. Like, balance is the main thing that I've been talking about in my journal. I love journaling, by the way. I feel like everyone should at least try to journal, whether it's audio journaling or video journaling, like a video diary or, like, just a regular diary. I love journaling. I do. Sometimes I do like audio journals or like audio diary entries and I just talk if I don't feel like writing. Other times I use my actual physical diary or I don't really call it a diary. I would call it a journal, but either way, it's the same thing. People love to be like, it's not a diary. It's a journal. It's not a journal. Like No one wants to call it a diary anymore. I feel like we should embrace the word diary. Diary kind of sounds like diaper. Like if you think about it, I get so interested. Like I should have taken etymology this year because I get so interested in like um like words that have the same prefixes they're not really prefixes but you know the same beginning i guess they are prefixes but you know what i mean like like i can't even think of one now like i remember the other day it was like status and statistics that one's not a great example but like there are some words i'm like what do they have to do with each other what do they have to do with each other why why these words and why are they not like why don't they have closer meanings you know what i mean i just think about that and i'm like something's not adding up and i think it's also interesting because the more i learn about spanish the more i learn about like older language like older languages and older words in english and how english has evolved so much because obviously we know that english has evolved the way i talk is not how someone from even 10 years ago talks when it comes to like slang and stuff like that but also 50 years ago you know people didn't talk the way that i talk not that i'm saying i talk any type of crazy i talk like a normal teenage person from United States but it's just interesting to think about like the evolution of language and I just think that's so cool and especially when I read older books I think it's interesting how people think that certain characters would talk or people know that certain characters would talk I remember one book that I read and I was in maybe seventh or eighth grade it was called from Superman to man and it was from my great grandpa who gave it to my grandpa who gave it to me and from Superman to Man is a really good book, actually. It's from, like, it's from really early. I want to say, um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's either 1813 or 1913. I feel like it's not 1813, but it's, like, an old book. I feel like, yeah, I think it might be 1900s, but I really don't remember. So I'm so sorry if I got that wrong. But from Superman to Man is a really good book to me. It's fictional, and um, it's about this person who works on a train like I don't know what they're called I don't remember at the time like I don't remember right now but like they work on the train and they kind of like help manage the carts they don't like they don't drive or steer the train 
they're like they're like flight attendants but for trains he's one of those i think they're porters i think that's wrong <laughs> i don't even remember but he's on the train he's a black man and he's um talking to this white man who's racist and well he's not like right he's very ignorant let me say that he's ignorant and he's like a governor in the south and he's about to go vote no he's not a governor he can't be a governor he's supposed to vote but he's he's some sort of representative and he's going to go vote on something and over the course of three days because it's like a long trip on this train he has his life like completely changed because he has all these stereotypes about black people in his mind about you know ignorance and the way people talk and the abilities of what they can and can't do and you know he meets this man who completely changes his perspective on everything and while I do think that that man's better than me because I don't know how good I would be at teaching someone that you know I deserve rights or that um I'm intelligent I think the book was actually really good in like a non-preachery teachery kind of way because you know it was so different from everything that I've read because I usually stick to you know I mean it is fiction at this point, it's actually interesting thing about how it's not even the historical fiction, like, because it's not based in the past, like, it's historical, and it's fiction, but it's not historical fiction, which I think is really interesting, it's a really old book, but I read it in 7th or 8th grade, and I remember there were so many words in there that I didn't know, even my lit teacher, who I thought was one of the smartest people that I knew, didn't know those words, they were really old, really long, I had no clue what was going on, and that's why I think it's really interesting and I want to get back into reading older books because I'm like there are so many words in the world and I use the same like thousand like no there has to be more there have to be more like I just I know that there are so I want to learn them I want to learn so many words but I feel like even if I learn them when am I going to use them in regular conversation I'm not but you know it's still nice to learn things. Hopefully you can use them eventually, but it's still nice to learn things. And I feel like that's also really cool because seeing that book and seeing the impact that it had on me, I would love to write a book that, you know, in a hundred years would still have an impact on someone and they'd still be able to relate to it and still be able to learn from it and be really interested and want to finish it all the way through the end. And I feel like there are so many different types of books that I want to write. Like, obviously, I'm a romance girl at heart. I love romance. I love reading romance. A lot of my book reviews are about romance books. But I feel like there are so many other things that I want to do that I haven't really ever practiced. Like, I want to write sci-fi. I do. And there's this one book that I actually love. Oh, my God. It's not sci-fi, but it's kind of like... I want to say like contemporary fantasy like it's not outward outward fantasy but it is like it has magical elements like cultural magical elements and I think it's such a cool book and it's called How Moon Synthes, um Fell in Love with the Universe. I love that book so much. I'm gonna reread it soon actually. I read it for the first time this year and I'm like in love with that book. I really 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 like that book and that book is just so special to me and I would love to write a book that is special to other people and you know, I feel like I don't have to always write, like, books that, like, I want to read, here's my goal for the upcoming year, not the upcoming year, but, like, in the next period of a year, let me say it like that, so, like, by next August 13th, I want to have read more books that aren't just romances, and when I say just romances, like, I love a good romance book, girl, like, I know that the first book that I'm going to finish writing is probably going to be heavily inspired by like Happily Ever After is by Elise Bryant and To All the Boys I Looked Before. Mainly because that's the kind of vibe that my characters give off. That's the kind of like, and you're like, what do those books have in common? No, like the main character, you fall in love with her and you like, you, you will defend her wrongs to the end. 
And I know for a fact that's what I want my first book to be like. But after that, I feel like there are so many things that I want to do and so many different things. And like, Move Like This is like my bestie. Like, I love her. And I love how so much imagery plays into the theme of the book and like how there's so much that goes on in the book. There are so many deep messages in the book. And I feel like sometimes it's like girl meets love interest, girl, love interest, fall in love, love interest falls harder. And there's um you know there's a fight and then we come back and then it's all good again and there's nothing wrong with that because I eat it up every time not every time there are some books I really can't stand but <laughs> I eat it up I do um and one point this does kind of follow this formula but I feel like there's so much depth to it that I really really am inspired by and I just love that book I have a Pinterest for that book too. I love making Pinterest boards for books. I have Pinterest boards for my books, for books that I read, that I like a lot, for books that I just feel like I need an image of. Because I feel like some people think like, you have to make the picture in your brain. I don't think I ever really imagine people when I'm reading. Like, I don't think I do. I think I can imagine their actions. But I never, I never, I'm never the one to celebrity fan cast a book in my head. I don't do it. I'll do it separately. Like, if I want a book adapted, then I'll do it after the fact. But while I'm reading, there is no face in my brain. I'm not thinking about anything. Like, I can give you a description of that character. But the thing is, that character will look different depending on who says it. Like, for one of my books, I know that the character has... One of the characters has long brown hair, brown skin, brown eyes, semi-thick eyebrows, and she's lanky. You could imagine any sort of person with that. You know what I mean? Like, there are so many ways to combine different features and oh and she's pretty everyone has a different definition of pretty so when you guys tell me oh my gosh she's so beautiful she has long 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 dark hair and rich brown eyes that could be that could be me that could be my friends like there are so many different people with long hair and brown eyes like if i put some braids in i'm gonna have the longest hair you've ever seen in your life like or if i press my hair i'm gonna have long hair but you know what I mean? Like, there are so many ways you could interpret so many things unless they explicitly state it. And I actually prefer it that way. I don't always like when people explicitly state something. Like, one thing I really like about Pride and Prejudice, which I love Pride and Prejudice. I'm one of those girls. I really am. Pride and Prejudice, I breathed it. I l- All of May, when I was about to leave my junior year, I literally watched that mm, at least once a week. I really did. Pride and Prejudice just speaks to my spirit. And I feel like it's also really cool how, you know, even though it is adapted in like 2005 is my favorite version, you could adapt it in such a different way because there aren't majorly descriptions. Like it's like he's handsome, not that handsome. He's tall. He's pretty tall. Like it's never like, oh, like, I don't know. I mean, like he's a serious face. Anyone can have a serious face. You know what I mean? And I really appreciate that because I can imagine them however I want to imagine them. And no one can tell me that I'm wrong. No one can tell me that I'm wrong. And I kind of like that, like in classics, when I can imagine myself there, because I feel like sometimes classic literature that is like classic as in like classics, you know what I mean? Like they're not really about people like me, except for like Things Fall Apart. I read Things Fall Apart my sophomore year of high school and I did like it. It was very different from what I like ever read. And the culture was so different. And I think sometimes like that could be my culture. It makes me kind of sad because it's like, you know, black American doesn't know where she comes from, you know, but it's also like. There are so many ways you can learn from so many things, from so many books. And that's one thing that I really love about books is you can learn so much and you can make connections and you can feel something. And I want to make people feel things too. Like I just am, I think authors like, 
any type of author you have to put a you have to have a lot of guts to really put your blood sweat and tears into that and then share it with the entire world like that is so cool to me and that's something that i've always wanted to do and i started writing when i was like 10 or 11 years old like started writing like stories i remember the first book i ever tried to write was this fantasy novel about this girl she was 14 and a lot of my earlier works are about 14 year olds because i love the number 14 and when I was younger, I wanted to be 14. Like, a lot of people wanted to be 16 or 17. I wanted to be 14. I thought 14 was going to be my year. Like, I turned 14 on the 14th. Like, that was my golden birthday. And I was so, so excited. Oh, my gosh. Like, you should have seen me. I was buzzing. It was really funny to me. But I feel like 14 did bring me a lot because it brought me my first idea for the podcast. I didn't start the podcast until I was 15. But when I was 14, the idea first came to me. And I just feel like 14 is just a really good number for me. I don't know why. I just do. But I don't know if everyone has, like, their favorite number or not. But that's thing that I also did, like, I put that on my characters, too. Like, you know when you ever do, like, those, like, sometimes you'll ever do, like, a personal questionnaire. Like, what's your favorite color? When's your birthday? Um, What's your sign? Like, I do those for my characters, and my characters all have favorite numbers. I remember when I, like, meet new people or I'm trying to, like, become closer with a friend, I'll ask them what their favorite number is, and then if they don't have one, they'll, like, come up with one, and I'll be like, why'd you pick that one? And I think it's actually, like, a good, like, like, um, what is it? Icebreaker? Yes. Like, what's your favorite number? Also, if you think about it, you can make that a pickup line. Like, what's your favorite number? If you don't have one, I'll give you mine. I don't know. You have to make it cute, guys. I don't know. That's kind of, that's off the dome. But, you know, like, you can make it work. You really could, I promise. But I don't even know. I just, I just feel like everyone should have a favorite number. They just, they just should. That's just, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Because everyone should have a favorite number. Thank you for your time. But on a different kind of branch, I guess, because it's still the same tree. We still got the same roots. But kind of back to writing. I feel like for me, I... I think that writing is so cool because you can tell a story like that's so like boring but like I love storytelling that's why I like science so much too because science you can learn things you can discover things and you can learn about other stories and like how people come up with things how people discover things like you can do so much with that and I just think that's so interesting like woman in STEM yes because like I just feel like anything where you can learn the history of something and it can really mean something is really really cool but I feel like that's the reason I really like science and english so much because not just english but like languages like there's so much history in things and obviously i like history i feel like that's obvious even math i feel like anything with history i can kind of get into as long as it's not like the history of i don't know something boring like what's something really boring i don't know but one time i watched a documentary on the history of libraries it was actually good i don't even know where not actually it's like it was actually good i'm so surprised but it was like it was actually pretty good but i don't remember where i watched it and how long ago it was but i love a good documentary or a good docuseries like i watched this one on netflix called high in the hog loved it ate it up devoured it it also made me really hungry it was a food docuseries and i'm still waiting for season two to come out like i need it instantaneously i need it right now but it was really good and you should watch it that's just my little piece of advice but you know I think that it's just so cool. Like, I just love making things. And I feel like I want to make things that make people feel things. I make people feel curious and want to learn more about whatever I'm talking about. Like, 
I just think that's so cool. Like, words can have such an impact. But that's not the only thing that I've been writing that I feel like has a really cool impact. Because over the summer, I went to coding camp. And I learned to write code. And, girl, I fell in love. Like, one thing I like about it is you can see instant results. Like, if I change the background color and I refresh, the background is going to be changed. Versus when I write a paragraph, I still got 80 billion more to go. And I still love, like, writing stories i'm not gonna stop that anytime soon i pray that i don't at least but there's something really satisfying to me about coding because you can just see the results and it's also like it's really a big on a problem solving and it's helped me like over the summer i didn't really do like i did much i did but i didn't do much at the same time like I, it was a big relaxing summer like i went on vacation i practiced my i did things that i enjoyed let me say that and i didn't know how i was gonna do in coding yet because i had no really like i really didn't have that much computer like coding experience in the past i had done like a project freshman year that we all had to do but it was on code.org and it wasn't like a language like it was like blick block coding like it was like the blick block language which means you just like you like put things together like a puzzle piece like it wasn't like python or c plus plus or anything like that it was it was blick block <laughs> um but you know when i came to coding camp i was worried because i was supposed to do with my friends and then it didn't end up working out and so i was there by myself I was super nervous. I didn't know what to look for. And they told us our first day we were going to make a website. And I was like, what? Like, are you joking? Like, I just got here. I don't know how to code. But honestly, I just had such a great time. And I feel like coding is so interesting and cool. And I want to learn more about computer science. And it actually made me reconsider my whole life. Like, I was like, should I major in computer science in college? Question mark. Because I've always wanted to work for Google. And... <laughs> Like, I want to work for Google because I like Google. I love the Google Pixel, by the way. I think I talk about this a little bit too much, considering I don't have a Google phone anymore because my old one broke and I had to get what they had in the store. And what they had in the store was not Google Pixel. But when I had my Google Pixel, my life, oh, 10 out of 10, baby. Like, that was also just a great time for me, I think. I just love, oh my gosh, I love that phone. Stop, stop. I'm going to get distracted. But I've always wanted to work for Google. And I've also always wanted to work for Barbie. Um, and if you're wondering why, those two companies have had a major impact on my life. And I talked about dolls earlier. Like, I was a doll girl. Like, no, you could not catch me without playing, like, imaginary. Like, and that's how I knew I was into stories, because I would make some drama up. I had a dollhouse. I had an elevator in my dollhouse. Like, I was the cool girl who had the dollhouse with the elevator. Like, you had to, you could wind it up and everything. Like, oh my gosh. Thinking about those days, like, I really should have, like, I should have been, like, I don't know if you ever watched this channel. I don't know if this channel still exists anymore. But I remember in elementary school, I used to be obsessed with this channel called Basil Mentos. And she would make these stop motion videos about American Girl dolls and their lives. I remember one of them was about cyberbullying. And this bully literally came to the hospital of the girl she bullied and like messed with her prescription and caused the girl to go into a coma. And I was like, like those were my soup operas that was my first reality tv show it wasn't reality but that was like my first like fake reality tv show like that was my first drama like i oh my god i was on the edge of my seat oh sheet edge of my seat waiting every week to see a new episode of basil mentos like a bullying series like oh my god i loved it i wish i made videos like those that i could look back on like obviously i'd be embarrassed but the videos that i do have of myself because i do have a youtube channel believe it or not believe it or not before I made my podcast, I was definitely one of those girls who wanted to be a YouTuber. And I feel like I could still be a good YouTuber, but I just don't like vlogging. 
like vlogging just makes me nervous and i don't know why but it just like i'm just like what if i'm not interesting or what if i like i forget to record the most interesting things like i feel like you have to always be filming and i just i'm not good at that yet but you know i think i do want to try to grow my skills just because i think that having a youtube channel could be cute for me especially with the podcast because then i can make like video episodes and like have it be like a whole thing but right now we're just gonna stick to the audio medium because if it's not a sit down and talk video then i just don't think i can do it right now but i feel like it's just such a cool way to make like i don't know i just i love creating things and i love the idea that you can create things in such different mediums and everything can be so different and have such different impact on people but it's still gonna have an impact and it's still gonna be seen and that's one thing i really like about podcasting is that you know you can just sit down and talk and you can have these little conversations and people are gonna listen they're like wow destiny that's so cool like again i have no clue what i'm talking about half the time not half the time like i i do have direction but i'm like when did i say that and the fact that someone remembers that and someone like wants to talk to me about it is so cool to me like making videos too like people like get to know you people just get to know you no matter what you do whether you make like visual art whether you do like dance you know when you're acting people still get to see pieces of you that i think is really cool that you can share that with the world and that's one thing that i really like about creating and you know one thing that i want to continue to do while making whatever i make in the future is just i want to continue to share myself not like my whole life story and all that but i think it's really cool when people get to know you and care about what you have to say and you're just really interested and that's one thing that i really like about the whole podcasting community and everyone that i've met has been so nice and so patient and you know really helpful giving me advice and everything like that like when i was writing i didn't have like a group like i had my lit teacher and my best friends and they would read over things for me and it's not that i don't appreciate them because i do but i feel like for me it was really intimidating to try to get into like a writing group or find a writing community and when podcasting happened it just kind of came so naturally and that's something that i've really appreciated and i think it's helped me grow as like someone who wants to make things in general like as a creator and i feel like it's a little bit obnoxious to be like as a creator but i didn't know what else to call it so we're just gonna roll with it but yeah i feel like i don't know even though i'm kind of in a slump right now i'm just so like grateful that i get to make things that i enjoy and that i like and i get to take my time and do them um and i really am excited for this season and i hope you are too so i think that's pretty much all i have to say so thank you so much for listening to this episode and here's my outro thank you for listening to an episode of melanated and educated if you would like to see more of the podcast you can follow the podcast on instagram at melanated and educated podcast if you would like to see more of the host, you can follow me on Instagram at Deslobu. That's D-E-S-L-I-L-B-O-O. Once again, thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed.